podcast where we talk about things with one super special guest every week. Just sit back, relax, and hear us speak on This Is Happening, the podcast. Hey, welcome back to This Is Happening. This is Eric Morris. And this is Doug Buten. Eric, what's happening? We are also joined by our lovely and talented producer, Ryan Leslie Fisher. RLF in the house. Hi. And our guest today is, you know, a a special treat, especially for Doug, (laughs) who is like, you know, giddy with excitement. Um, today we are uh, joined... You could say my mouth is watering, but not in a salacious way. No, not, not salacious, but in a, in a little bit of a hunger way. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we are joined by Alex Willis. Hi, Alex Willis. Hi, everyone. Who was recently a contestant on The Great American Baking Show on ABC. That is correct. Holiday edition. Holiday edition. That yes. is true. You have to say that. It's a, holiday it's a, edition. Yeah, it was a holiday edition. You don't want to confuse it with The Great British Bake Off, which, of course, here... Is the Great British Baking Show because Pillsbury owns Bake Off, or the oh, you're an Alex, expert. Believe me, I know. I know all about <laughs> Keith. I know about I. I know it. I know the whole thing. But um, I have to say to our listeners, oh well. Before we we talk about the incredible treat that is before us, I just want to say to our friends in Indonesia, Jakarta, I am sorry about that rain. You got to have a whole. Uh, you have another week of rain. Uh, Low of 84 degrees. Oh, that's untenable. Jakarta, get inside with the air conditioning and listen to us. And um, if you have to go outside, bring an umbrella. Okay, thanks. So now, Eric, you have to tell everybody that what Alex brought for us today. Well, Alex may have to uh, tell us. I mean, this is it's a, it's a lovely tart, right? It's yes, a, I yes. did bring you a tart today. It is a frangipane and raspberry tart with orange. Um, so it looks, we have not tasted it yet. We, we agreed not to taste it, even though I did lick my fingers. And, um, but I just want to say it looks beautiful. It looks like a perfect tart. There is no soggy bottom. Thank you. Of course, no soggy bottom allowed. At least. And, um, (laughs) it smells delicious and it looks like it's got a coating of maybe some powdered sugar. Yes, a little powdered sugar. The frangipane is kind of puffed up a little bit around the raspberries, so there's like a studding effect through the tart. Mm, It's a nice, firm texture. Now, you know, Alex, we did have somebody come once, um, who's a shoe designer, and he brought some shoes, but they were not tasty. (laughs) I bet not. (laughs) This is delicious. This is what's happening right now. Oh, shit, this is good. Thank you. Delicious. I appreciate that. I couldn't taste why you made it to the finals in the Great American Baking Show Holiday Edition. Holiday Edition, yes. But did you make frangipan? No, I did not make any frangipan on the show. I did make the um, sweet crust pastry that Mm -hmm. you're eating on the show for the yuzu tart. Um, And I have made the frangipan for a galette de raw that I made uh, earlier this month. I guess in January. Sorry for all the pastry talk here. But the pastry is delightful. It's not overworked. I I feel like that's a a common problem. It can be a common problem. It depends on what kind of pastry crust you're making. Um, Like a short crust? Yeah, this is more of a short crust. It's almost like a giant shortbread cookie is the way I would Mm -hmm. describe it versus like a pie crust. You want those crispy layers, and that's where it can really be overworked. This is a little bit more of that crumbly, buttery texture in your mouth. Oh my God, it is delicious. This is something I want in my mouth, I'm just saying. <laughs> you distinguished yourself early on in the show. You won the first 
episode. I did. Yep, that's correct. Um, Star Baker. Star Baker episode one. Episode, cake which week. was cakes. Yes. yes. Um, and I watched, uh, you know, quite a bit of the uh, season. I, I missed your elimination. Um, but that was the worst episode. Exactly. You don't need to watch that one. <laughs> but you were very, very charming. And I know, think probably a fan, a fan favorite. Too. You think so? I think so. I think people really, I mean, I, a group of my friends watched the show. I didn't know I was going to meet you. And we were rooting for you. Really? Your themed earrings. Like, that was a, a really fun call. Alex would wear, like, an earring appropriate for the challenge right. for each exactly. episode. What's that right now that you're wearing? That right now, I'm wearing a little sword that my boyfriend made. My boyfriend is a graphic designer, and he made some of the earrings that I wore on the show. Oh. So it was a little, you just, like, pl- not him. Did you plug that? Did you get to get I his... plugged that he made them, but I did not plug his brand, which is PlasticFactoryJewelry.com. That, again, that's Plastic... Factory. PlasticFactoryJewelry.com. One of our favorite brands and sponsors. Yeah, I wore an earring on every episode because I really wanted to sort of put a box around my face so that I could be memorable for those rooting for me at home. And I, again, glad it worked. So, Alex, I, I obviously, I'm, I want to hear a lot about your experience on the show, but mm-hmm. I feel like we should find out a little bit about you sure. before that. Right. If right. you'd like to. Yeah. Whatever you want. Um, I mean, I was very impressed. We, I mean, we'd like to take a little deep dive and talk to people about their creative journey and how they end up doing what they do. Um, obviously, you know, I was very impressed that, you know, you were a... Um, you, you know, you went to Harvard for uh, chemistry and physics. That is correct. Um, and then pursued, you got your, your uh, master's uh, there as well. At Northwestern. Oh, at Northwestern. Yes. Okay. yes that In was Chicago. So what, what we've learned is that Alex is the smartest person at the table. <laughs> <laughs> That's two accredited schools. Yes, yes. Oh, two accredited schools. <laughs> yeah, accredited. Yes. I've only been well, to Well, they're one. highly regarded. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, so that you know, that's very cool. But where where are you? Where were you born? I was born in Tokyo, Japan. Um, okay. My mother is Japanese. Uh, my father was in the Air Force, and they met. And I was born on the U.S. Air Force Base, so I can still run for president oh. if I want to do that. Okay, that's interesting. Um, but only lived there for three months. Um, so we moved back to where my dad is from, which is Maine near Bar Harbor, Ellsworth, mm-hmm. Lemoyne area. Oh, um, lovely, pretty. yes, very pretty, very cold, very white. Yes. Um, so my mom did not speak Japanese to me growing up early on because she was assimilating into a very white culture, um, but lived in Maine for four-ish years, then in Vermont, and then moved to California, which is where I say I'm from. I wow. Up, yes. I mean, Where in California? I grew up in Sunnyville, California, up north near San Jose. I lived there. Sunnyville? Sunnyville. That's not a real place. It is. <laughs> Can you imagine? Right next to Mountain View, Yahoo, Google, it's, all that. Yeah, it's, no, it, yeah. It's, it's in that tech corridor. Exactly. Right. Yes, so I grew up around that because my dad was a semiconductor engineer. Oh. Oh. Wow, that's very, it's gotten very serious. That was very serious. Yes. Technical. That's what he did after the Air Force. Yes, after college in Maine. Oh, okay. Yes, so I moved to California when I was five and lived there my whole childhood, basically, um, and then moved to Boston for school. And were you always cooking or baking or creating? Like, where, was that always part of your life? Yeah, I've been cooking for about as long as I can remember. I haven't been baking as long. Um, My mom was not really a baker, but she was a really avid cook. 
and she would cook all sorts of things, Japanese food, American food. She really liked to experiment in the kitchen. Um, and we would also watch a lot of Food Network together. You so did. my brother and I, or my, my dad and I also, we'd watch Good Eats after work. We'd watch Rachel Ray. Ina Garten is a big favorite of oh, mine. Happy belated birthday, Ina. Oh, happy her, birthday, her Ina. Her birthday was so, two days ago. Really? Mm-hmm. She had steak, in case you were wondering. I did see the steak photo yeah, on Instagram. That was, yeah, she had a mm-hmm. chef make her steak. It looked really, really good. Jeffrey was there, as, mm-hmm. as well as some extra virgin olive oil. Um, I wanted to ask you, <laughs> did your mother... You were you were too young to, to probably take this in at the time, but have you ever talked with your mom about her reaction to moving to Maine from Tokyo and assimilating and like what the the, the food scene? Because in, in Japan people eat very differently than they do here. Yes. I have some sort of anecdotal stories about it. Mm-hmm. Like um, she was actually an exchange student in New Jersey in high school uh, before oh, she moved to Maine. So, she'd been, so her English was good. Her English was pretty good already by the time she, we moved to She Maine. sounded like a gangster. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but when she lived in New Jersey, she told me she woke up one morning um, and made a can of Campbell's tomato soup for breakfast yeah. because in Japan you eat miso soup for breakfast. Of course. And she got made fun of mercilessly and she never made soup for breakfast again. <laughs> so definitely some cultural things there. Um, but that probably is why I imagine she got more into the kitchen, especially once we moved to California, because she just had access to more ingredients Abundance. finally and, yeah. and real Japanese food, a real Japanese grocery store. Oh, of course, because I bet where you were in Maine, it wasn't exactly the you know hotbed of Asian markets. Not so much. No, I don't you think so. You can't get a daikon to save your life in Maine. <laughs> you might be able to nowadays. Nowadays. Yes. But well, and you could buy stuff online and stuff these yes, days. Yes, nowadays I imagine you could, especially if you were closer to Portland in Maine. It's, right. You know, it's, there's probably Whole Foods there or something. So you grew up sort of around other food lovers and, and yes. television lovers. Mm-hmm, that is true. Watched a lot of food, TV. Um, my parents would have people over really often for Cinco de Mayo parties, and my parents' friends also threw dinner parties all the time. Um, and I remember people would call me Martha at an early age because I would be in the kitchen cutting the bread for the parties or helping to make the salsa, and I was like eight years old. Amazing. Because mm-hmm. you just like doing that. Yeah. Just I've always loved doing stuff with my hands and making things. And I was also a chubby kid, and so I think I like to eat, and so I like to cook. Wow, you were chubby. I was chubby, I wore husky jeans. You're so thin now. Oh, husky. Husky jeans, That's a code word. It is, it's kind of triggering. Yeah, it is for me too. You've said it now twice, and I'm still, I've recoiled. I remember being fitted for my bar mitzvah suit, and they said, oh, we better get him to the husky department. And I was like, I, I really, I, like I almost had a fit. I'm going to have one right now. Now I'm going to put this delicious tart away from me. <laughs> okay, so then you go off to these two accredited schools, clearly not to study um, baking science. So... Tell us about that. Yeah. What were you studying? So I was studying chemistry and physics. Um, Went to Harvard thinking I would study chemistry. Took the first couple courses of organic chemistry and loved it. Something just clicks in my brain thinking about those sort of chemical puzzles. Um, I don't really know how else to describe it. But um, really dove into that seriously in college and I think took myself really seriously. Like, did did I you was, have like the periodic table in your room? Memorized. You like, did? Didn't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Argon. Hmm? Argon? What's the symbol? It's AR. It's a noble gas. Silver. 
Silver is AG. Oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. uh, now I'm Don't they have numbers, the too? The they do, but I don't have them memorized off the okay. top of my head anymore. Do you Not know all. <laughs> right or wrong? Death? Well, I just remembered. I remembered silver was AG. Mm-hmm. What, what, something is GN, isn't it? Oh, I don't even remember. Salt is NA? Is right? Sodium, yes. Sodium, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Sodium. Salt is NaCl. Oh, yes, sodium correct. chloride? <laughs> exactly. Look at you guys. You know chemistry. Yeah. yeah, well, that's, I don't know. That, that may be it. Last time I took H2O. Well, you know, so H2O, which we know is water. I was like, is H2O hydrogen dioxide or dihydrogen oxide? Is the, the number, is the number modifying the, the letter before it or the letter after it? Well, it's two parts hydrogen. Yeah, so two, it's dihydrogen. Dihydrogen. Oh, dihydrogen. Monoxide. Oh, 11th grade is coming back to me. <laughs> As if it were just yesterday. Right. <laughs> so there you are in chemistry. And we should note, of course, baking and uh, in, is, you know, people always say baking is a science because it is a, a lot of it is about chemical reactions. So mm-hmm. it's not such a stretch that you would ultimately find yourself, you know, as a baker. Is, yeah, I don't think so. Is that what led you to baking? Was your, no, no, not directly, because I had this food love before chemistry even entered my life. Right. And so to me, still, baking is very much an artful thing. I think I have this scientific mind that helps me navigate the kitchen a little bit easier than someone else, I think. Like weighing things on a scale and tearing it and being somewhat precise is just sort of second nature from doing chemistry for a while. Um, but the reason I cook is because it tastes good, because it's artful, because I can make it beautiful and impress people, and it's all those sort of soft skills related to cooking and baking that make me really excited about it. Nice. Yeah. Um, but when I was at Harvard, um, I did teach a course. I was the lab assistant for um, cooking of science oh. for a quarter, um, for a semester, I should say. Um, and that course was fun, and we had access to all these really famous chefs because the Harvard name can pull in all these like guest lecturers, and I didn't take advantage of it whatsoever. You didn't? No, I was but too don't you serious. But you would now? Yes. If you, go, you know, where I was at the New Mexico School of Mining, we didn't have much... No, no, Not no, true. No. <laughs> but, you know, that, it's just, uh, that's the thing. When you go to Harvard, you can probably get anything you want, right? I'm, I imagine. The pull. I didn't anything. go. Anything. <laughs> yeah, you can. You'd be like, did you notice even Alex said, well, when I was at Harvard, like, you know, it's like, I don't get to say that. You can't no. either, Eric. No, I went to Penn. Um, oh, well, that counts. Know, it's another <laughs> Ivy League school. Yeah. Mine, um, wasn't, I didn't, mine wasn't Ivy <laughs> Although, you know, the birth, I went to Clark University in oh, Worcester, yes. Mass., where the birth control pill was invented. I, I didn't that's know that. That's its biggest claim to fame. <laughs> that, that's where the birth control pill was developed. There you go. There's nothing else from Clark University. Except Janis Joplin once said that the library was her favorite place to trip. <laughs> Why was she there? I wonder. I don't she think was she there went to college to, to play at the Centrum, okay. which was our mm. big concert arena. Mm. Anyway, uh, continue on pace, please. Um, so yes, yeah, so I took myself too seriously to really take advantage of that food opportunity. Because you were just so studious. I was studious. I, so I sort of had this like two sides to myself in college. I was always in the lab, really academic, studying. Uh, inorganic metal cluster chemistry, uh, and then I would go to rehearsal 
and I was this theater, musical theater kid. Oh, so you also me too. Did, you mm. did the shows. I did the shows. I was in the Hasty Pudding. I directed Legally oh, Blonde. Were. I did yes. So I did Kick Lines, seven like seven nights a week, that kind of stuff. Can you? They did Legally Blonde, and and when when Alex was that's how old we are. When when Eric was in college, the importance of being a nurse was just published. So it was like that new Oscar Wilde. I mean, the, you know, the, 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 we did the first production of it. <laughs> there was no such thing as a bus and truck. It was just a horse and carriage. Ah. Uh, oh. Um, yes, indeed. But um, so I was going to ask you, like, were you out in college? But it sounds like you were. Oh, I was very much. I came out when I was fourteen, so I was out in high school. Oh, good for you. Yeah, you know, time. that kind of thing wasn't really possible back in the. No. You know. No, I got lucky. Early I had aughts. I had loving parents. I grew up in the Bay Area, basically, so super liberal. Really wasn't a problem. That's fantastic. That's nice. You you said you have one brother? One brother, younger brother. Yep, Andy. He's 24, about to graduate from UCSD. Oh, congratulations. Yes, he's uh, studying biochemistry. Oh, good. So he'll, now you're off the hook. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Yeah, So there will be a scientist. Because I have a feeling that the future for you is going to lie with baking, right? That is sort of what I'm thinking about. I don't really know where I'm headed with this journey at this point. Um, the show is really fun. I would love to do more food TV. So, well, how did the maybe? show come about? Well, Were you already a fan of the show? Like, Yes, huge and fan. I didn't know anything about the show, but I what it was interesting to me, like, unlike Top Chef, you know, where, like, these people, ha- they're in the restaurant business, they have restaurants, or they work at restaurants, this is an amateur chef, an amateur baker competition. So, you... N- one of the rules is you can't make your living mm-hmm. from baking. And so then you qualified for that because that's not what you do. What do you actually do? I am currently a business strategy and analytics manager. Oh, God. Yes, I am a numbers person. Freelance or no, for I some work, company? I work for IHOP. Okay. company? Yes, IHOP. We love IHOP, and we welcome IHOP <laughs> as one of our sponsors of This Is Happening, the podcast. IHOP, sorry about that marketing glitch last year. Still a P. What? <laughs> Didn't they change the P to a B, but then it just turned out to be a joke? Or a... It, was, it was like a marketing window. It was a limited time offer kind of thing. Yeah. I think that... Was that part of your strategy? Would you I wasn't come working up with there it? yet. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Alex was not part of the PBBP exchange. No, it's not me. Um, no, yeah, so that's what I do currently, not baking professionally yet. And it's very different than what you went to school for. So you you went to Northwestern and you were going to get a doctorate. Yes. um, And maybe become a professor or just work as a chemist or a Mm -hmm. physicist in some way. Presumably, yeah. Yeah. Um, But... Uh, life had other plans and you just didn't you didn't like it it just yeah I again took myself really seriously in undergrad was like chemistry I'm good at it I'm going to like rule the world be a professor blah 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 get to grad school and have the most miserable time imaginable just like constantly crying panic attacks hated my boss didn't know why I was there what I was doing kind of thing um, and so very quickly left, which is like, I'm out. You're it's out not, of here. It's not for me. I don't want to waste any more time. Cause a lot of people were asking me, uh, do you wish you had just started over? I very specifically picked Northwestern to work for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got into Stanford and I got into Caltech and I had all these other options. Um, and people were like, Oh, do you regret not choosing them? Should you have just switched to those schools? And I just ultimately decided that I wanted to sort of cut my losses and, try something else because that was not working. 
Is Northwestern in the city of Chicago? It's in Evanston. In Evanston. Just okay. slightly north. Right, okay. The subway does run to it, the, the L. Because Chicago is, is such an amazing city. I would probably stay just to be in Chicago because I love Chicago. I did love Chicago, but I'm a Californian at heart. Yeah. And that's why I'm in L.A. now. Because I left uh, grad school with my master's, got a consulting job, um, because I was like, okay, if... Science directly isn't going to work. Maybe I'll have this business science career or something. This consulting firm is willing to hire me and pay me a lot of money, and they'll teach me stuff. Um, so I worked for them for a couple of years in Chicago, but then transferred with them to L.A. because I was like, I'm a Californian. Get me back there. Right. Um, but when I made that change to business and I left chemistry, I didn't have anything to do with my hands anymore. I was now suddenly like a PowerPoint presentation, wearing a suit kind of guy. Mm -hmm. um, so I really dove into the kitchen again. And I started baking a lot. And I started watching a lot of the British Baking Show. Mm -hmm. um, and that's when I really, really started to get into baking, was when I made that career switch. Now, I, just jumping ahead for a second, I mm -hmm. want to talk to you a little bit about your flavors. Yeah. Because what Alex is, first of all, he's obsessed with matcha. You seem I love to use, matcha. you really use a lot of matcha. And so I wanted to ask you I was assuming that the judges, that Paul, you know, he, that he may not be as familiar with some of the ingredients you chose. I, I feel like they even, you had to explain some of the ingredients. Mm -hmm. A couple of them. And so were you afraid to present such bold flavors and combos, not, you know, not really knowing how they were going to take to them? And like, where did your, and mm -hmm. that's why I was wondering if, if your chemistry background sort of informed the, oh, these flavors will go together or the right ratios and stuff. Mm -hmm. Did you, did you think about any of that? So I, when I was designing the recipes for the show, so we get to design the signature and the showstopper, two, two of the recipes every episode, um, I wanted to bring bold flavors because I thought it would make me more memorable and mm -hmm. sort of show off to the judges a little bit more. The flavors that I picked, I think, were based more off of my experience in the kitchen and my sort of Japanese roots and the flavors my mom would cook with growing up, more so than any sort of chemi chemical thing. Mm -hmm. I think the chemistry really helped me with, like, okay, this bread looks done because the gluten's developed enough because it right, looks shiny right. and, like, that sort of stuff. But the flavor combinations, that's more of my, like, heritage and my family. So how did you find out about the show, and did you apply immediately? Like, I heard there's a very long vetting and, and yes. you know, the process. Did you know about this application process? It's very no. severe. Um, yeah, so the application process um, is elaborate. It's actually going on right now. If any listeners want to apply, you can go ahead and apply. Um, I'll be right back. Google for it. <laughs> um, but I was at the end of my consulting gig before I left and moved to IHOP. Um, and wasn't totally happy there either, and so it was sort of just like looking for outlets to entertain me. Um, and one of them was the American Baking Show. I just Googled it and found the application form from the previous year mm -hmm. and was like, hey, I'll just apply anyway, who knows? So I submitted the 60-question questionnaire with three photos and a video. So this big application package, submitted it, and didn't hear from them for six months. Um, and then got a cold call at my desk one day. They're like, hi, this is The Baking Show. We want to talk to you. Um, and they were like, okay, so the first thing we're going to do is quiz you to make sure you're the real deal. So oh. tell me the difference between an Italian meringue and a French meringue. Like, on the spot, right there. Like, first call with them. What is it? The difference? Uh -huh. French meringue, you add the sugar as you're whipping the egg whites, so that's raw. Italian meringue, you make a sugar syrup. 
and then pour in the hot sugar syrup so it cooks the meringue. So how did you learn stuff like that? Did you go to school for cooking at all, or you just what watching things and reading? I watched a lot of British Bake Off, and then the British Bake Off would inspire me to go try things in the kitchen myself, and I would just read a lot of like blogs and articles yeah. you, you, YouTube videos you really do pick it up like the difference between a Genoese and a Victoria like all of the different sponges mm-hmm. I know that and I don't bake a lick it's very weird don't a you bake some? no I cook I don't really bake mm. much I love to cook but I'm terrible at baking that's why I'm really still trying to master my biscuits biscuits but, are hard yeah, they are hard. I tried, I used a Paul Hollywood recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm now using a recipe that somebody sent me from Nashville. Mm-hmm. And so far it seems promising. But, I, you know, I've only made it once. I'm supposed to do it again. Because if, if you can do it twice, exactly. you've mastered it. Um, but yeah, you start to learn these different things. Okay, so you took the quiz. Mm-hmm. And then? Took the quiz, did a Skype interview with a producer, then had to bring my baked goods in for a taste test and Where? a critique. Uh, a random uh, the production studio building in, in, LA. in LA. Okay. So luckily for me, I just drove there on my way to work. It was like 20 minutes. Um, everyone else flew in on their own dime with their baked goods to have them taste Holy tested, shit. which was crazy. I mean, they did that part in four cities, so it wasn't okay. just LA, but still we had people from Portland flying to LA. Flying in. Because this is the, you know, this is the most popular show in the UK. Here's the American version. It's you know ABC and I think Love. It's probably Love. It's Love Productions. Yeah. Love Productions. Who who does the British version? So this is a big big deal. Um, what did you bring? I brought for my taste test a matcha Swiss roll. Mm-hmm. Matcha. Matcha. See, there you go. You. I had to be brave. What did in I In Japanese, because at that point you're also selling yourself for TV. How many? of them did you make before you picked the one that you were going to bring with you? You know, we didn't have that long. So it wasn't like I could practice for a month. I think I had like three days or something. Three days. Yeah. So So you were obviously happy with the one you brought. Yes. And I had made that for a brunch previously. Mm -hmm. So it was something that I knew was pretty good. So I was... When you're making your roll... Do you do that trick of, of making a small, shallow incision to I start your roll? Now, this is a controversial rolling technique that has been discussed and covered on the uh, British baking shows. It's true. Okay, so you brought your matcha roll. Then I brought the matcha roll. I brought chocolate mocha eclairs. And then we all had to bring the same loaf of bread. Oh, what was the loaf of bread? It's just a basic, a, a basic round rule. Yep. Totally and, basic. And of course, an eclair where where Alex would use his shoe pastry. Right? Yes, my shoe pastry. He He's educated. Pastry. Okay, so you brought those. Brought those. They liked the matcha roll. Thought the um, jacon sponge or no, the Genoese sponge was a little bit tough. Mm. They loved the eclairs. Mm-hmm. And my bread, I burned the bottom, <gasps> and I scraped it off before I got there because I didn't have time. And they totally called me out on. They it. did. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh good. But good, I think good. they liked that. Yeah. Because they were like, course. oh, he'll be great on TV. He's good TV. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then you get the call that you're... Then they like me there. Then we have to go into a commercial kitchen and do a simulated bake-off. Ooh. So there's 12 of us in the kitchen, fake cameras, fake producers, like to see how you'll do in the real environment. So we all had to make a vanilla birthday cake. Okay. Yes. And how'd that go for you? Uh, it went pretty well. Okay. I actually had a great time. Did anybody from your test group ultimately make it onto the show with you? Yes, I believe Tanya was in my group. Um, And I'm sure I'm blanking on some others. I met Sarita in the lobby of the hotel, but she went in the round before me. Okay. But we did, like, shake hands in the lobby. Did they use the same appliances 
that they do on set. Oh, not at all. Not at all. No, the appliances on, on set were very European and well, very they, sophisticated. I have a lot of questions about that. You're measuring, your metrics, do they use American measuring cups or do they use, you know, did you have to set the oven at 180 fan or could you put it at 375? Um, so it was fan, it was Celsius on the reading, but they would actually make us say Fahrenheit out loud for the camera's sake because it airs in America. So we'd have to do both. So we had cheat sheets at our stations oh. to go back and forth between Fahrenheit and Celsius. And actually the ovens were so good that you had to go Fahrenheit to Celsius to Celsius in these specific ovens. Oh my. Wow. And we got and one ovens, And the ovens have these doors, Eric, that you pull them out and then they fold in right That's next fine. to the proving drawer. Oh, yeah. The, you know what they changed, though, between the British and the American version is it has different floors. The British version had this ugly carpet. The American had this weird sort of fake, poly, fake. it looked like almost like a wooden floor. It was He's very a super fan. <laughs> I he really is a super fan. I am a super fan. <laughs> the floor was new and actually the benches he's were new, now, too. He's, he's thinking restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we have, there are a lot of questions, like the question about the metrics and the measuring. And all no, I mean, thank God. that I've been waiting to talk to somebody about this. <laughs> well, I, I just was stuck on something to do with the, um, the audition process. How yes. long did that last? That was about a month long. So yeah. I believe that was basically the month of May and some of June. Mm -hmm. And when did you shoot? And then we shot in August. And so and we you had, had to, to pretend it was Christmas. We had to pretend it was Christmas. So coats on in August in the oh, UK. Oh, because you were wearing the, you were wearing like elaborate scarf. Oh yeah, huge like you, you were always like in front and walking with like with a with a big scarf. Absolutely. But it was really hot. You oh yeah. Um, the, you didn't the, need the scarf. <laughs> the first week in particular was really hot. It was like probably in the nineties, and oh we'd have to like God. okay now everyone go outside to the bonfire and like warm up. <laughs> yeah, for they the would put, show. they would put a fire there, and of course they require if I know correctly that you wear the same exact outfit two days in a row yes so the the challenge how do you, how do you know that because you could see people where I'm like why are you wearing this the same outfit including the judges although each episode takes place over two days and whether or not they shoot them over two days, we're going to ask Alex. But the contestants and the judges have to wear the exact same outfit, except their aprons get cleaned or they get different aprons. But your outfits are exactly the same. Exactly the same. Why? I think, honestly, it's a holdover from an early season where they decided to do that and now it's just expected. Because it's they do say, like, go home and get a good night's rest right. before tomorrow's show starts. Right, and we're wearing the same clothes. So, do, so. would you do so? There, each episode it features three challenges, right? And um, the contestants get to practice the first and the third, their signature and the showstopper, but the technical that we find out on the fly. So, Alex, would you shoot? The first two challenges in one day, and then the showstopper is its own day? Yes, that's okay. correct. How long were you given to practice for each episode? So the British and the American shows work a little differently. Oh. And so the American show, after we auditioned for the month of June, basically. And then we had the month of July to practice. And then we started shooting August 1st. So roughly. they said to you, you're going to need to know these 24 or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So they would give us, um, so there are four weeks, eight episodes. So we had to do two episodes a week. So it's two signatures and two showstoppers every week that we had to submit recipes for. And then the next week, we'd have to do the next two episodes. And they would do the shopping for you? And they would do most of the shopping. Or they, they could be like, oh, the sour cherries, we're not going to find them in the UK, so make sure you pack them in your suitcase yourself. 
that kind of thing. So the like Japanese ingredients that I brought, I brought you myself. You had to bring your own. Mm-hmm. Was there anything they wouldn't that you weren't allowed to bring? Um, for the most part, no. It was pretty open ended. Oh my god, this is fascinating. These are the things that my secret Facebook groups always ask <laughs> one another. Where you have quite uh, the information for them? Oh my god, where did they Aiden. find Spice Adams? You know, I Why don't know. Why is he there? Because his name is Spice. Well, it didn't start with Spice Adams. The first season or two was Nia Vardalos yes, and her husband. husband, Ian Gomez. Yes. Maybe ex-husband. Hey, Nia, did you guys get divorced? Give me a call. Or give Eric a call. Let us know. <laughs> Come back on the podcast. You can um, explain what happened. Yeah, they were the, the host for the first, first or the second. The first two seasons, I believe. Then Spice came in for the third season, and he stayed for four and five. And then Emma Bunton came in for the fourth season. She's great. Yes, I love her. I like that. She's very, she's a good host. Uh, and she's a doll in real life. I don't quite she understand is. Spice mm-hmm. Adams. No, he doesn't seem like an expert, although in the British version, neither the former host, Sandy Torvald. Tosvig. Mm-hmm. She's a diminutive little he Danish. He doesn't have to be an expert, but he just, I don't know, he just seems a little. He has one point. Five million followers on Instagram. Okay. And he's a very popular internet meme. He seems like a nice And he guy. is genuinely nice. nice. Like Super nice. Whatever they asked 100%. him to do, he would do. Yes. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he has an attitude or... Not like, at all. You know, he would... He, he dresses was the up only in a little judge costume. <laughs> what, what is his internet meme? His internet meme? His most famous one is he's in the yellow blazer behind the tree, like, uh, you know, rubbing his hands together. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, you you do, but I'll yeah. Have we'll have to we'll find, find it. We'll have to put that on the website. Yeah. Um, but no, he was the only one that would hang out with us, like really? off camera. Yeah, because Emma is like too big of a deal, and Paul and Sherry wanted to keep a very like we're the judges, you're the contestants, let's not be friends sort of. How was Sherry Yard? Sherry knows so much. She does. She is so good. She I liked gained, her a lot. She gains a lot of weight throughout those episodes. <laughs> she, oh, yeah? She started much smaller than she finished. Really? Yes. Episode one, in fact, I looked at her and I thought, oh, she's positively diminutive. And by the end, I would say she was a little cherubic. Well, I mean, they're, four weeks. they're eating. She was eating, though. <laughs> Could have been the dress. I don't know. Padma... But she's very nice. Padma Lakshmi says she gains three sizes over the course of taping a um, Top Chef. Really? Yeah. Who was a college friend of yours, correct? This is true. And in fact, I went to a fitting once for for here in L.A. for Padma for the full season. And for sure, there were certain outfits they were like, this is later in the season. And they were larger and they had little bits of elastic that they would have. But when they plan out the season... They have stuff for the end and stuff for the beginning, you know, more forgiving things. But Sherry Yard, uh, yeah, she seemed she seemed very small. So she, you're saying she's very knowledgeable. So knowledgeable. Like, I'm, the pastry episode in particular, I remember afterward, you know, they come by and they give us hugs and shake hands and talk to us a little bit. She came by and just gave us, like, tip after tip for cooking better puff pastry. And the, those things stuck in my mind. That's awesome. Yeah. So what don't we know? What didn't we see? That you want to share with us. We saw everything. It's all real. Oh, come on. (laughs) Were there any 
meltdowns among the contestants that we didn't see? Yourself included, please. Um, well, you saw my meltdown mm-hmm. on the Macaron episode. Um, you know, you did see most of the major meltdowns, I would say. Someone did have um, sort of like a heat attack, got overheated oh. uh, in a moment. So we did pause filming for a second and cool ourselves down in the fridge because it truly was like so Super hot, hot. Yeah. Uh, with the ovens on in the tent shooting for 14 hours a day and the heat um, yes exactly so that happened but no like they like to get the crying and the drama on, on camera so you did see I most of it there were some like you know late hotel nights us sipping wine and like talking about the day oh my god I can't believe I did that in this challenge that kind of stuff but you, you saw most of it who mm-hmm. did you hate Ah, it's no. just it is just us and it is just us and Jakarta and they're dealing with this 89 degree thunderstorm right now. So it's just us. Who did you hate? Come on. I truly liked everyone. Really? Yeah, and we're all really good friends. Did still. anyone hate you? Oh, I'm sure. Oh. No, no. I don't know if any no one in the cast hated me. Though I a lot of people say I was the villain on this season. I don't know if you agree with that characterization because oh, I, I was like the one to beat. Yeah. I, I I don't I didn't you didn't seem villainous at all. Okay. No. Thank I mean you. they they consistently liked your And, and let's face it, that show they don't. Re- that show really doesn't have a villain, right? Right. I mean, well, the worst. The worst is you know Diana tossing Ian. I mean, Ian throwing his baked Alaska in the garbage because she took his baked Alaska out of the freezer, and, and that was an accident. Mm-hmm. So like, they, there's no villains in this show. No, it's, no, it's a I'd Christmas say show. Alex was the villain. You do. <laughs> oh yeah. If it had a villain. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think you. the villain was Macha. <laughs> True. You know, Paul never likes matcha either. I know. You're not alone. I know. But I love it. I can't get enough well, of it. There's another, there's a, but something else that he doesn't like at all. And now I'm trying to think of what it is, but I can't. It's not peanut butter. There's something he also is like, oh, I don't know. I never like it. It's true, yes. But, I mean, Sherry he, doesn't like peanut butter. She doesn't. No, not, she's not like really into it. Yeah, mm. it's her thing. But Paul does love white chocolate. I know that. So that's always something you can throw you can in. Throw in. <laughs> He'll like it, yeah. Did you ever change what you were planning to do because of, of either it not working or the weather or whatever that you had to sort of change it up? Um, definitely on an episode, I got rid of some white chocolate decoration because it was so hot. It I was like, I'm just, I'm just not going to try it. Like, I'll do some normal... Because even normal chocolate's easier to work with than white chocolate on a hot day. Um, so I, I just switched to normal chocolate. Um, no, I did change some, like, cooking techniques over the episodes because we're also learning as we're going. Learning how to bake better, but also learning how to bake in the tent better. So certain things like, okay, now I know this oven actually runs cooler than it says, so I'm going to raise the temperature on these oh, next I few bakes. Think of that. Stuff like that. Like, as we got later and later, I'd have a couple new tricks. Or uh, Sherry would always say, color equals flavor. And so early on, if she gave me like an underbaked or under-roasted kind of comment, later on I made sure to get things really roasted. The hell out of that. Yeah. Oh. See, these are the again, these are the things that one wants to know. <laughs> now my mind is going through all the other questions that I had. Keep going. Um, what kind of promotion did you did you have to do? Um, well, actually before I so when you started this did it coincide with like you leaving a job and then so you had a month free or (laughs) no actually the opposite i had been at ihop for about a month oh wow and i got cast in the show and i went to my boss and said hey i applied for this tv show before i even applied for this job because it was like six months ago um and i got it and he said great go for it take a month off do it 
So oh, that's that fantastic. Full support of my job behind me. So that was really, really nice to did have. You, you never mentioned it though, IHOP, did you on air? No, we weren't allowed actually contractually by the network to mm. mention our employer. That's where Alex would have said, like, I work for a national food company that may have changed a P to a B temporarily. So you were gone full, st- you were gone a total of one month? Yes, four and a half weeks. And then when it aired, was there was there promotional stuff to do? Did they, like, fly you somewhere to, like... No, you know? they didn't do anything like that because the American show really doesn't have the following that the British one does okay. yet. I think they are trying to revamp it. There was They canceled season three because of a Me Too scandal, and so I think the show kind of slumped down into this holiday edition sort of limited series this uh, is kind season of vibe. five this is season right? five now so uh, they're currently casting season six and I'm excited to see if they really continue to push it a little bit more because um, it would be great if it was as popular as the British one because it's the same how did it yeah. do do you know how did you yeah like in the ratings I did okay in the ratings I think about the same as last year but it, sh- it airs like because holidays it aired like in December and January is mm-hmm. that right it airs yeah. December January and you know ABC doesn't do it do it any favors they broadcast it as double episodes right 9 to 11 eastern time on Thursdays I wasn't even sure yeah because like when I found it on ABC.com um, I I wasn't sure like Okay, this is long. You know, I oh, just yeah, they, 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 two episodes back yeah, to because they call it, um, you know, cake and bread week. You know, and that's right. and so I was like, wow, okay. And they and lose then some like, of the hype. There was a winner, and then of there's course. like there's more, and I was like, what? Because it never <laughs> you don't get to talk about it with your friends the same way that you do. But you know, the the British one when they would release the whole season. True. Up until this year, you know, you were able to watch the full season, you would binge it, and like people like me, I would have to party, I would be like, no, slow down, only watch one. Don't waste it. But now they're doing it again where they're only releasing one episode each week. So and it really builds the hype. People get excited about it. Yeah, it's like I sports mean, teams. You know? Exactly. Like, yeah. People talk about it. They and then they do master class, which they didn't do here. Mm-hmm. But like you know, the judges will have their own series where they'll take you through challenge by challenge how they would do it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, well, that reminds me. Here's a question. So when you would do the technical, mm-hmm. and Paul yes. and Sherry would have to leave. Did they ever show you their version that we would that we viewers would get to see? No, never. Oh. Truly blind. So really was blind. Oh yeah, if you had never heard of it before, you were, you were fucked. That, yeah. So the Good first luck. time you would see that would be on the episode because mm-hmm. they're usually like they'll, they'll sit around and they'll eat, they'll try whoever. Yeah, I, they take a bite of it. Whether or not they they probably didn't make it, but um, yeah, it's some like professional chef oh, in the yeah, back making it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they yeah they go off to like a different tent and taste test the really good one while we are frantically trying to make whatever happened. Um, but yeah, that was my first angel food cake ever was on TV in a technical first hand raised meat pie. It was a lot of firsts. That like cross hatched, um, uh, you know, loaf of bread, round loaf of bread. Oh yeah. Yeah. The cob in, in bread week. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes. um none of the contestants one looked like the one that they were trying yes you know, and that like, one in particular i'll give you the inside scoop the instructions said score a deep crosshatch yes, pattern which they didn't really want you to do no exactly and because we have all baked bread before and have scored bread before when we see score deep 
that is a like specific indication that I should do this almost all the and way like the deeper than I ever normally would. Yeah, so yeah. we all scored it deep, and it turned out that was wrong. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. which is weird because like they set you up to fail in a way. I don't know they why did. that is. You know, it's certain things that you can't predict. I think like someone reading that recipe in advance probably didn't think that we would latch on to but the that word was, deep. That's a trigger word. It really to was. Score well, it deep. yeah, but I I remember that that. You know, and I don't cook at all, but that that struck me, you know, because mm-hmm. um, when I saw people, you know, they were reading and they were they were cutting and I was like, well, that's not going to look like what those two were eating before, you know. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you saw Sally, I think was last place in that challenge because she scored her bread really deep. Mm-hmm. And I think Sally is probably the best bread baker in the group yeah. in real life. So it's just... Except for Just Paul. an instruction. And that was, yes. the, that was the criticism of a lot of, uh, you know, it, like, oh, well, this is too deep. And I'm just like, well, anyway, it's strange. Mm-hmm. Um, so has has your life changed at all since being on Surely this show? Surely you are, you are recognized... Yeah, I'm recognized occasionally, not not super often. Like I said, it's not like the British show. It's not like a like skyrocket to stardom. Um, but I've been recognized like at once at the Grove the other day. A couple wanted to get a photo with me. I was at um, a bar precinct downtown in L.A. Oh, uh, gay bar here in L.A. Gay bar in L.A., yes. And this daddy grabbed my arm <laughs> and spun me around, and I was... I'd like to make an Italian meringue out of you. Uh But no, he just said, Star Baker. (laughs) We talked about the show for like 10 minutes. It was super cute. That's very sweet. There are fans everywhere, Mm -hmm. you know, for real. So that's so exciting. I mean, I I can't imagine how many people must want you to like bake them a birthday cake or a... Or yes. something at this That point. is the biggest change, I think. Post-show is now I'm, like, mailing cookie orders, and um, I'm doing a Valentine's Day event next Wednesday um, at the Beverly Center, so I'm making a three-tier cake for that, um, and stuff like that, just, like, more... So more how does work. that come about, the event at the Beverly Center? Uh, that was just a friend. Um, okay. Reached out with social rebel agencies, this, like, the group that's putting on this sort of immersive event. You can RSVP. Dave for... Burton's company? Yes, Dave Burton, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, Dave Burton asked me if I wanted to make a cake for it. So oh, that's I was like, sweet. Sure, I'll make a cake. I can Dave do that. Dave is a friend of the pod. He's been on uh, the pod. There you go. Yes. Um, so yeah, he asked me to make some giant thing, and so I'm making a giant wedding cake. You are? Have you? How many wedding cakes have you made? N- I've not made a wedding cake before, but I have made tiered cakes. And I'm saying wedding cake just to give the visual. It's not mm-hmm. really for a wedding. It's going to be... Is there fondant? Wet. No, I don't believe in fondant. Well, hold on. Breaking news. Alex does not believe in fondant. What do you mean? Um, I believe in using fondant to do small decorations. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to make fondant flowers and stuff, that's fine. Um, but covering a cake in fondant, I don't think it tastes good. Oh, well, fondant doesn't taste and good, And why right? do I want to cook something and feed something to people that doesn't taste good? So what will you use, like a buttercream? Yes, yeah, so I'm going to use a buttercream. I'll make a Swiss meringue buttercream because that's what I like to make the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and the plan is to do a chocolate uh, three layers, uh, three tiers, with a naked look on the outside, if you've seen cakes like that. So mm-hmm. it'll be a dark red naked frosting with a chocolate cake with a cascade of white sort of down the side. Beautiful. Nice. Yeah. We'll have to get a picture of it. Absolutely. Check the Instagram next week. Would you? Do you consider like doing this as a living? I am. I met this... 
point right now where I'm sort of just letting whatever opportunities happen, happen. Mm -hmm. um, because the show sort of just ended. I'm getting these events. Some YouTube collaborations are happening. Friends in bars. Exactly. Friends in bars. So just kind of enjoying that for now. And... Um, evaluating what I like and what I don't like. Um, for example, a couple weeks ago, um, I had a couple orders for the kitten cookies that I made oh, on the yes. show. Oh, yes. Oh, those were so cute. They were. Um, and so two people asked me to make a batch and send them to them. And I was like, great, sure, I'll do it. No problem. Um, and I will probably never do that again. Right. I did not enjoy it. But that, th there's a different... How do they ask you? ...mindset when you have to do something... Yes. ...as opposed to because you love to do something. Um, they just asked me via Instagram. Just okay. DM me. Anyone, any listeners want to bake good? DM me. We can make something happen. Do um, we ship to Jakarta? Absolutely, Jakarta. Oh, Alex okay. Willis bakes. Reach Alex out. Willis, yeah. Let, Pretty easy. Hello, Indonesian friends. Now is the time um, to order your cakes and cookies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they just reached out via Instagram, and I was like, sure, I'll make you two dozen, no problem, um, because I did on the show, like, super easy, but I just don't like icing cookies. And they were great cookies, and I think they liked them, but I think just as an experience for myself, I will not be opening a cookie icing business. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Mm -hmm. But it is, it's true, when, when it's, it becomes a task, or, or when your people expect it of you, and then you feel like for the rest of your life, you're just going to be baking, you know, kitten cookies, because mm -hmm. that's what people know you for. Right. So I'm hoping to get known for something that I enjoy doing a little bit more. Um, I've got... Ideas for a full-blown bakery, if I really want to go that route. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure if I do or not yet. There's a part of me that thinks, like, do it now while you're young and you have no commitments. And part of me is like, you have a stable career, earn the money, buy a house, like, live right. that life and do the bakery in retirement. Um, mm. Or, like, just bake on the side like you currently do and maybe that's enough. Um, so currently going through that mental exercise of, like, what... What do I actually want to do? Yeah. yeah, and it's tough, but you know, you're also you are young enough that you can you can change the the way you change schools. You can change the course of your career many many more times. Mm -hmm. So right now you're just baking in your home kitchen. Yes, that do is correct. Do you love your kitchen? I do like my kitchen a lot. We have a pretty nice kitchen for a Los Angeles WeHo apartment. So yes, I'm in there all the time. What gadget do you use more than anything else in your kitchen? For baking or cooking? Either. Both? I, I will open it up to either. <laughs> um, if it's both together, mm -hmm. probably my digital thermometer. Okay. Probably. Okay. But if I consider both. But just baking, the stand mixer. Your stand mixer. Because I use it for everything. Right. So you couldn't live without that. No. No. Um, not, not if I was going to bake. Yeah. Does your boyfriend cook? Not at all. Really? That's good, right? Yes, yes. He does not enjoy cooking. So I, I, he is a very good eater, though. He's 6'4 and 135 pounds. Oh, my God. Yes. So he <laughs> can eat like a bottomless pit. <laughs> does he clean? After? He does clean. Okay, mm -hmm. good. Yeah, he's very nice. Helps me out, which was great when I was practicing for the show. Because I would get home from my 9 to 5 and have to build the next showstopper for the episode. And so I would be making, you know, my elaborate fireplace cake in the kitchen at like 11.30 on a Wednesday. And he would do the dishes while I was working away. You must have spent a lot of money on ingredients during all those practicing. Yes, very much. They reimbursed us a little bit, but I probably spent two and a half times what they gave me. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of money. Because we I was also buying pans because there was like the Madeline challenge. Right. I never made Madeline Looking before. Looking for that hump. 
in the the Madeline. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I had to buy Madeline pants. So like all those like odds and ends, yeah, right. it added up. And now that I'm really baking, coming so my boyfriend's always like, I thought you'd do the show and you wouldn't bake anymore. That you'd be satisfied. Oh, you would get it out of your system. Not true. And now I bake probably twice as much as I did of before course. the show. Um, so I'm buying like eight boxes of butter a week. <laughs> <laughs> Roughly, like a lot. I'm burning through ingredients. What's the? Is there anything that you've been afraid to to bake or to try? To I bake? honestly have not gone back to macarons mm. yet since the show ended. I don't really like macarons. I think they're hard to make, as demonstrated by myself on the show. Um, and they're just not my favorite thing to make. So like, why bother? But um, the bakers uh, from the show and I started a collective blog. Um, called the Home Bakers Collective. Oh, how do you find it? It's the homebakerscollective.com. Homebakerscollective.com. Yes, and we did a monthly challenge for January where we all made a cocktail-inspired Swiss roll. Mm. Um, I did a uh, raspberry lime ricky. Oh, nice. A little Boston drink. Uh, But the challenge for February, a little sneak peek for people who are listening, is going to be macarons. So you're going to have to do it. So I have to go back to it. Yes. So I'm, I am excited, though, because it is about time I get back on the horse. Yeah. And do you all do, is, is it all the contestants that participate in this? Uh, yeah, all of us are participating except Brother Andrew because he's busy with his monastic his school. His winnings. Oh, his monastic school. Yes. Did he win? He's certainly he not win. looking for a new wardrobe. Okay. <laughs> he had the easiest. Did he bring, how many robes did he bring? He only brought two, actually. Oh. Um, he would wash them because we'd have days off in between the double episode filming days. Um, so he... He wore this robe and this jute ro- uh, rope mm-hmm. the entire series. Yeah, and he had one that. that was heavier, he said. So oh. he would try to wear that one on the cooler days and save the lighter one for the oh, hot Pretty days. sneaky, sis. Oh, that's good to <laughs> <laughs> So he would wash his robe. Okay. So he's not part of the homemaking collective. No, not at the moment. But the other nine of us are. Oh, I'm going to check that out. Yes, please. We're going to post monthly articles just talking, not so much recipes, but just talking about like struggles with croissants or like I tried 10 different brands of sugar and here's what you want to know. Like stuff like that. Oh, that's fantastic. Fun. Um, Well, so so you don't, um, it doesn't sound like you want to go into like the restaurant business and like be a dessert chef or something like that. No, I don't think so, because I don't think that's the kind of baking that I do. I think I would love to open a bakery restaurant, but I don't see myself becoming a pastry chef. Right, right. Any, like, intricate dessert with lots of chocolate and layers and mold, like, it's just not what I do. I can do it, um, but I think I love making bread, and I love making croissants and more of these rustic boulangerie kind of products Mm -hmm. and so that's what I could really see myself opening is a true sort of bread shop oh I would be first and second in line (laughs) do you still watch a lot of um cooking shows on tv I do you know I haven't watched as so like compared to my childhood I do not watch any cooking tv shows um but the British Bake Off obviously Mm -hmm. love it did you watch the though the one on I think it was on Food Network like the the baking challenge. No, I have not watched that one yet. Yeah, on the it, list. It, yeah, I watched that. Mm-hmm. It was less interesting mm-hmm. than your show for sure. Okay, it's like 
as as sort of sweet and homespun as the Great American Baking Show Holiday Edition is, this one is like a whole another level of it's so happy and sweet. Mm. I really I just I couldn't saccharin too sweet. I couldn't handle it. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. But so so you watch uh, I watch those I watch Ina Garten's show every once in a while just to check in with her. We're pals. Mm-hmm. Do you ever watch The Pioneer Woman? I have seen The Pioneer Woman. Reed Drummond. I'm up because I'm slightly crazily obsessed with her. Why? I would never make a single thing she she cooks, uh-huh. but I'm obsessed with her. She's got a resting smiley face. <laughs> she and I are also birthday twins, same day, same year. And she's married to that impossibly handsome lad. Drummond, and they are the 13th largest landowners in the United States of America. What? Mm-hmm. I don't I know not who you're know talking that. about. She's got red hair. Um, I met her. I went to her cookbook signing. Reed Drummond, the pioneer mm-hmm. woman. Okay. What's with all these like power TV chefs and these like crazy lifestyles? It's like 13th yeah. largest landowner. Ina Garten's husband runs the Yale School of Business. Yeah. Crazy. I, I don't know. Anyone else that you can think of? Um. Well, those two stand out, yeah, I guess. They, but, those, you know, they, still. They, they, yeah. But it's true. I mean, you know, if you think about it also because maybe somebody with a super powerful job, they want to have the person. Although Ina had, has her own very serious history. She oh, yeah. Like, she has got an incredible what history. What was her former life? She, she worked in the White House. What was White, House White House on nuclear energy policy, yeah. I she, believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Mm. No, she's she's the real deal. Yeah. And then she left it all to open the Barefoot Contessa. Yeah. The, the restaurant. Cafe, which then turned into a cookbook, which then turned into a TV show. TV show. So that's what I, that would be the dream to me, if well, I could do something similar. I see it happening. I just be careful with the matcha. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Will do. I'll be careful with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so where do where do people find you? You said on Instagram? Yes, Instagram, Alex Willis Bakes, and then alexwillisbakes.com is my fledgling blog where I'm just putting up recipes, so if you want to bake along with me, you can find the recipes there. Oh, that sounds fun. I'm definitely going to check that out, too. I have a biscuit recipe <gasps> up on my website. Can I download it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, Alex Willis Bakes. <laughs> AlexWillisBakes.com. Alex That's right. right. Okay, well, fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. And for for the delicious tart that you That was brought. so kind of you. No problem. Couldn't show up empty-handed as Loved a baker. Loved it. I, I like that philosophy. Let's, who, do we have anybody coming with a bucket of money as a guest? <laughs> that <laughs> would be any nice. bankers who just show up with a bucket of money? <laughs> we should get them next week. Yeah, next J.P. Time. Morgan. Yeah, J.P. Morgan. We love J.P. Morgan. Thanks Proud for re-upping a sponsor. <laughs> this is happening. Thanks for increasing your sponsorship level. We Platinum level. <laughs> Alex, thank you so much. It has been truly, it has been a delight to chat with you. Yeah, you are so charming and winning. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yes. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye, Jakarta. Bye.